Hi there, folks. I'm Brian, 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 and uh, here at CEX, uh, what have you got to show us today? Well, this is the Loading Ready Run CD-ROM game, uh, and it's available with podcast. Uh, and I, I'm going to level with you. It's it's actually not very good. We 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 pretty much just just made this thing like five years ago, and now we can't sell it. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for January 22nd, 2011. I'd like to the implication is that we've been working on it for, like, longer than we've been loading yeah. Ready Run, which is pretty cool. Well, it's, it's the, you know, it's the, it's the Duke Nukem Forever <clears throat> problem, right? Is that if you work on a game project for too long then the engine that you started with becomes outdated, so you have to switch to a new engine. Yeah. And so we never did that. We just yeah. stuck with our original plan. <laughs> so, uh, videos to talk about. Uh, CEX, uh, the Loading Ready Run CD-ROM game, um, Unskippables, uh, Enslaved, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and uh, ENN Inside the Newsroom. So, first of all, CEX. This was um, <clears throat> inspired, <coughs> pardon me, uh, partially by... Um, uh, Russ Pitts, editor-in-chief of The Escapist, uh, prior to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, right? That's what the actual acronym is. Um, making tweets uh, with the hashtag um, fake CES reporting with just saying, you know, just generalized statements of the sort that you see every year at CES because it's always essentially the same. So that and the actual reporting that I was seeing from CES, which completely backed that up, um, I just wanted to do do that and uh you know uh basically you know iterating only very slightly and in ways that consumer that doesn't actually necessarily benefit most consumers and then increasing the uh uh increasing the price accordingly um lots and lots of mobile devices that the vast majority of north americans won't ever care about um the names thing is not actually related to CES. That just happened as I was writing. I figured that Brian O'Brien would be kind of a funny name. And then I was like, well, I guess everyone should have silly names like this since I need to do the names out. And then I thought partway through I just decided to change Brian's name to Brian Vander Brian. And then it became, at the end, I think it was Brian O. Vander Brian Brian. Yeah. And Jenny Jensen Anderson. I like Jenny Jensen Anderson. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Well, you're the big fan of the strange names i am and i just don't i don't think we do enough strange names to be honest with you like i think we need more esoteric names wilfred vanderflute uh how about just like uh like ernesto sweebnot i I mean i think i think there's the value like the there's names that uh that are evocative of like the character right yeah like if, if somebody's name is like john smith he's going to be like kind of a boring type guy right yeah yeah uh, I, so I'm, I'm a fan of strange names but i do feel like they break suspension disbelief in a big way so mm-hmm. in like, this case i think it worked just because oh, it yeah, was sure. so i think they just need to be used appro- like they need to be mm. like used as cruise missiles ah, yes. not just a fine uh, carpet bombs right laser laser accurate yes. bizarre names See, Scal- my, uh, scalpel as opposed to i'm bouncer. like you know if we've got to drop a name and there's no good reason for that person to have a name other than they need a name. I mean, their name, you should get a chuckle out of it. It should be, like, a little bit funny. You should be yep. like, that's a silly name. It worked well in, uh, in, in ENN when their name only showed up in a 
in the lower thirds. So nobody had to actually pronounce it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun coming up with the, the different... Um, uh, like the different uh, companies and names and what it was going to be, and uh, of course, Semtone is a division of Yummies. Um, originally, I had written that the um, uh, what was this? There was a the change to the Slim Tasm line of TVs was Omnivision. Yeah, right. It was Omnivision, and it was they'd increased the refresh rate by uh, like a an imperceptible a, amount. Yeah, completely imperceptible amount of hertz, and then uh, and I threw that script up and Paul uh, mentioned that he had had a similar idea for the TV aspect where a guy was trying to sell a TV with red, green, blue and flubert, yeah. which was a color that they had made up and then patented <clears throat> and I was like, that's that's probably better so we uh, changed it to the to the, uh, to the infinite color infinite color, yeah uh, you know, because they can make up as many, as many, uh, as many I, colors as they want I feel like, I mean, you know, as, as an actual you know, piece of was it sort of satire and stuff? I feel like uh, this is this is an important point that like the CES type things, they really do suck at sort of showing what is actually good and new about their products. Mm-hmm. Like you look at you know like a whatever the the like cameras are what I mostly pay attention to, right? And you know they the bodies look identical, and they're like, well, it's the same, but it's got you know a higher whatever. Uh, you know, it can do slightly slightly better refresh rate or whatever yes and uh, these speakers play everything exactly the same but with a slightly reduced hiss yeah or or my favorite one is when they just like panasonic or somebody will come out with like in terms especially in terms of cameras they'll not release a new camera they'll release 10 new cameras all at once yeah and they're all just slight variations on the same thing yeah it's like why do you need so many different ones anyway um, and the uh, the the glowing cube at the end was a lot of fun. That's <clears throat> that 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 cube. It's actually an alarm clock, but we didn't show you the, the side with the alarm clock on it. It it does in fact glow. It was the uh, we used it for the hollow cube the in cube. redundancy. Yep. Somebody yeah. somebody in the escapist actually said that I told he totally had that alarm clock. Nice. <laughs> um, I was really pleased with how the the sort of the the set worked out because we were like, okay, if we can get like curtains. That looks sort of like the kind that you see at trade shows. You know that would that would really work. So we went to the secondhand store and found like exactly those curtains. Like they're yes. they're made of a really heavy blue fabric, and it's almost always blue. At, yeah, quite at, possibly, at least at the cons we've been to. Quite possibly actual trade show curtains. Yeah, they they have the fabric rings for hanging on poles, and so we, you know, strung them up in the office, and it turned out quite well. And of course, because we don't actually have any of these devices, the the uh, the the Semtone phone was an iPhone, and the the, 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 pad, the yeah. touch me pad was a was, oh, an, was an iPad. And, uh, I I feel like the touch me pad, uh, like they would have just made the mock up on an iPad because they yeah, didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back and look, you can see uh, Matt covering the Nikon logo on the front on the front of the camera's flash yeah. thing. What we're saying is because we are not in fact a bunch of talented product engineers, <laughs> we're lying to you. Yes. Yeah. I hope that doesn't disillusion you. Yeah. What, lies at CES? Yeah, for the suspension of... Sorry to break that suspension of disbelief, but we did not, in fact, invent a bunch of useless new products for this video. That would have been fun, though. Might have been, like, a little bit out of our general purview of expertise. Screw Lady Gaga. Polaroid should have hired us. Yeah. Uh, So, um, uh, the next one was the Loading Ready Run CD-ROM game, or the Loading Ready Run Interactive CD-ROM Experience, yes, as I think was, was the yes. was the full title, which um, you guys wrote, Jaron Paul, right? Yeah. One day uh, on a Saturday, 
or no, a Friday. Yeah, it was uh, on a Friday, Friday before morning. E&M. Yeah. We were hanging out, uh, talking about stuff, and I don't even remember. Like, it was so long ago that this script was written, too. Um, it, yeah, this, this was actually an idea I had even before that. I, I, I wanted to do this idea of having this sort of playing on the interactive experience thing, but yeah. not having it interactive. And for some reason, the, the, the picture I really had in my mind was that, like, uh, you know, I, I can't even remember. I think it's from a video game or something. Of, there's, like, a soldier... <clears throat> And, like, looking back over her shoulder, like, towards the camera and, like, talking to the camera, like, okay, we gotta go. And, that, like, that sounds almost like a German project thing. But it yeah. Could, it could have even been in, like, a Command and Conquer cutscene. I mean, that's... Something, something like that, yeah. And so this idea, uh, and then sort of combining it with, like, the almost, like, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future kind of... Yeah. Oh, man. That kind of idea. And so, uh... Best idea for a TV show ever. Oh, uh, yeah, and then, and so I, I, I had that idea, but I didn't actually do anything with it. And yeah. so I proposed it to Jer. I think originally, possibly, as an ENN video. Uh, possibly, but 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 it, and then it, but it just sort of expanded into another a regular video. And then once we finished it, we were like, "This is really obscure." Yeah. Maybe this, and then we were sort of like, "Okay, what do we do? What do we do for like a literally run season finale?" Yeah. Which this technically sort of was. Yeah, I guess we didn't know it wasn't that obvious. We didn't make as big. Uh, a couple of people noticed it. We didn't make as big a deal about it. Um, because we're all turned around in the seasons now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's mostly just like the DVD cutoff point. But yeah, this was the this was the self indulgent fan service season finale. Yes, when we don't the, 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 when we don't actually take a break, that makes it the season finale. Yeah, we didn't want to because I mean, previously we've been like, okay, this is the season finale, and even on when it, when we were just still on loadingreadyrun.com, uh, just. And, and nowhere else. People were like, oh, okay, so how long do you guys take off? Like a couple months or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I only just thought, this isn't something that we thought of before. I only just realized this now, but it would have been a really big mistake to, to, to be like, make a big deal on the escape. Is to be like, okay, it's our season finale. Because everyone would have been like, oh, okay, later. <laughs> and then like, no, we're, no, we're, no, we're, we're back next week. Like PSA before I was like, this is our season finale. That yes. means that... That means that nothing. Means that means dick all. Yeah. 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 We'll see you next week. It is week. a completely arbitrary thing. Yeah. But... <laughs> But what it means is that, which is, the season finale is the one time, or we, we give ourselves a little bit more leeway to be self-indulgent. If mm-hmm. you've noticed, the all the previous season finales have been Loading Ready Run, very self-referential, to Loading Ready Run, the site, not just Commodore Hustle or whatever. Yeah. So. The thing is, we didn't even make mention of the fact that it was like the one-year anniversary video on the Escapist. No, we didn't. We could have said that. We could have. Oh, well. But we didn't. Um... And the uh, it's I I really enjoyed uh, the fact that all the locations in the video are locations that we have and are at all the time and could have shot there, but no, we green screen. Yes, to make uh, it more to make it more real. Well, yeah, the yeah, backgrounds the backgrounds were supposed to look like a little bit better than the video. Oh, really? I think, or possibly a little bit worse. They were supposed to be different in quality from well, the from the video itself. Yeah, which well, which they are. It's yeah. it's I mean. Uh, the backgrounds should technically be 256 colors, yeah. but I realized that after compression, like if you weren't watching in like crystal clear HD, 256 colors. As, uh, what I should have done is downsampled them first and then done the 256. They wouldn't. They didn't look that bad. So the backgrounds actually have 16 colors because uh, two because yeah. 256 colors doesn't look like 256 colors on film. Um, and then the video green screened over that is uh, p- posterized to seven or eight colors. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then I drew some 
some flying saucers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, yes, that has to be there because and the flight and the and the like Matt sort of shooting not at all in the right and direction, not at all in the right direction, exactly. Yeah, and the uh, the the like clearly lasso tooled script. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. That's by the way, yeah, the the like clearly lasso tooled script. That that's actually how yeah. it's denoted in this in in our in the script we wrote for this is yeah. that it has clearly been. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, I, I was actually. Um, Weirdly enough, uh, for um, for Christmas, um, Graham gave me Seventh Guest, the old CD-ROM of game of this style, mm-hmm. which has been remade for iPad. Uh, and I was I was looking at it, and I'm like, hey, we totally did this. <laughs> like, we did it properly. Yeah. It didn't look good. Well, the the puzzles in Seventh Guest are great, but the actual the video thing, not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, for a while, when we were in... Like high school and stuff. Uh, I know a bunch of us were fans of Dreaming Project and Mist and things oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we became fairly proficient in HyperCard, and so we decided oh, to make man. our own, yep. own version. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I actually got bought at one point a game called Beyond the Wall of Stars, oh, yeah. which was uh, I think literally like people our age then in the mm-hmm. in the nineties trying to do that. Oh no. So like, there's a section where you like land on a planet. And you meet, like, some aliens, and it's all still frames, right? But the aliens are, like, literally people dressed in, like, weird thrift store costumes with, like, Super Stokers painted gold. Oh, man. It's awesome. awesome. I was, when I was doing some research for how this should look, I was looking up, um, I think it was, it was one of the really early Strike games. I think it was Soviet Strike, yeah. where you play with, like, where you're playing a helicopter. And the bad guy, like, I think he's supposed to be some sort of Middle Eastern... Arab type because he's got like a beard, which is his own beard, you know, and whatever. But it's clearly just like some dude from New York. Like it, it's it's just like one of the dev team. Like all the people, it, it's really hey, really clear. That's, that's what Mist did. I know, but it worked in Mist. <laughs> well, now so they weren't on the screen for very long. Yeah, the actually, I think my favorite one of my favorite comments was um, just someone saying shirtloop.bik. What? Uh, in the in the thing, and there and someone asked them what what that was about, and it's in. In Mist, at the end, there's a video file called pageloop.bik, which is Atris's idle loop, mm-hmm. where he's waiting for you to give him the page. So he has his hand out, oh, right. and it's just him slightly swaying, like like yeah, we yeah. had Paul do. So Paul delivers a line, then it cuts back to this different shot of him standing there with the shirt, and then cuts to yeah. him saying a different line. And so it's the bit where if you, you can just stand there forever and not do anything, and Atris will be like, give me the page, my friend. My friend, the page. Yeah. Give me the white page. For, forever. Give me the page. And yeah, he'll just stand there very patiently cycling through the same four requests to hand him the fucking page. And then each time in between lines, he goes back to this loop of just him standing there with his hands out. So, which is pretty funny. Uh, oh, and huge props again, of course, to Bradley Rains for the music, which... Uh, terrifyingly perfect. As is always the case, I'm like far, I'm like far too... Way too far through the process and going, boy, this needs music. Hey, Bradley, you've got a couple days. And he's like, oh, all right, okay. Hey, I pulled a bunch of old 90s equipment out of my storage room. Like, this is this is all recorded on period equipment and then dumped down to a cassette to, like, sound accurate. And he actually he actually scored the whole thing, too. Like, I gave him a, a rough cut that, and the timing didn't change. And he actually, like, there's, like, little bits here and there that are, like, specific to actions in the... In the uh, uh, that are happening on screen, and there's he mentioned a lot of different influences, like uh, um, Chrono Trigger was uh, was one of them. Even though it, that's not a CD-ROM game, he just mentioned that one specifically. And uh, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
to uh, get that music in there. So if you are in need of a very talented uh, musician, may we recommend Bradley Range? Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, Unskippable. We did Enslaved, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, I hate to use the term cinematic again, mm-hmm. which I did I, last yeah, week. Was it compelling by any I, uh, chance? It I was, would, actually. But Yeah, when I've actually been playing uh, Enslaved in... in what we're playing now at some point I will talk about it because I've actually beaten it at this point nice um, and yeah it's a really good game I liked it a lot mm-hmm. but the uh, that that opening cutscene that was actually kind of an interesting one because the opening bit is very uh, it's really cool yeah but it's sort of it, but it's, there's a lot of sort of scripted sequences combined with free roaming stuff mm-hmm. uh, and so sort of deciding which chunk to grab for the uh for the unskippable, was a little tricky. And the bit with uh, where they're having the conversation about the headband, you know, where she's like, "Well, I guess I don't have a choice." And she says, "Neither of us do." And it's like, "No, you had a choice to not put a slave headband on me. You could have asked." <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I had a choice, and you had a choice. You made a choice, and now I have no choice. Like it's like you as you find out that monkey, who's the the guy. Uh, like he doesn't like he's like sort of a drifter type dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got nowhere in particular to go anyway. So if she's like, "Hey, I want to go back to my town, which is really cool, and we've got you know all sorts of running water and amenities and stuff. And if you bring me back there, you know they'll probably really like you and give you a house or something." Also, I'm hot. Also, I'm hot. Then he, there's no reason why he would have been like, "Hey, pff, sounds like a great, sounds like a great plan. Let's, yeah, do, let's that. do that." But no, she had to do do it the annoying way and. Be a bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And put a slave headband on his head. That the yeah, most annoying yeah, the most annoying part about that is that part of the thing of the slave headband is he has to stay a certain distance away. Like he has mm, he can't right. he can't get too far away from her. And there's a couple of sections where there was like uh, a power up that I could not get because she was standing somewhere uh, and I couldn't make I couldn't get her to come over so I could get that's to it. So and annoying. I was like this would help both of us if I got that power up. <laughs> uh, anyway. uh, and then we did uh, Assassin's Creed. Ass Creed Brohood. Yeah. Actually, uh, this one, my my brother uh, was in town uh, for this one, and he actually contributed um, a couple of jokes to this. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, because he was listening to us record it. Uh, especially the, the uh, Creed one. In the in the that's in the ending credits. Right. Yes. He helped with that. Yeah. Which, uh, which was excellent. Yeah. The. Uh it's having not beaten like I I haven't Paul has but myself having not beaten um, Assassin's Creed 2 boy that's confusing but uh, yeah someone in the someone in the comments was like you guys should have done Assassin's Creed 2 first we did we totally did we did we, did. we, did. we didn't do the end of it but we did yeah. the beginning of it because we do the beginnings of games so I, I guess possible spoilers if you haven't beaten Assassin's ooh, Creed ooh, 2 ooh. yet I have a, a name for a new series okay unspoilable ooh, ooh. the ending cutscene we, oh I see okay oh nice. wow that could be fun I, I, incidentally can I've you actually, imagine how it would be like Metal Gear Solid Year yeah or, no no it's just what? it wouldn't just be Metal or, Gear Solid Month the final cutscenes are so long. It Truly Eternal Sonata. <laughs> Eternal Sonata is even worse. Isn't, isn't it like 45 minutes what? of Eternal Sonata? Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4 is like four hours of, or two hours. It's like a movie at the end of the, the friggin' game. Well, the actual the actual last scene because we watched it, I think, was about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Pretty crazy. That's pretty ridiculous. But like, I incidentally, I've actually beaten Brotherhood too, which is weird. These happen to be two good games that we did in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't hit the games we do. No, we don't necessarily hit the games we do. That doesn't mean you can't make fun of them. Yep. 
Uh, and then we did... ENN. ENN. Inside the newsroom. ENN. I've put out, by the way, a call on Twitter um, because... James forgot to post a thread for this, so Twitter and Facebook are the only ways you can get questions in for this particular podcast, and a couple of people are already asking, uh, are we going to continue doing that in its uh, in its existing format? Um, maybe? Yeah. I think the next one will be. The next one we're going to try it again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It um, is, I guess, in development mm-hmm. would be good. Um, I mean, as we mentioned in the, in the thread... Um, you know, we're always uh, tinkering with the NN, not because we don't like it or don't think it's don't think it's we're good. Trying, it, it, we're trying to make it find its audience because the the audience for ENN is, I mean, you gotta go with what people like. And we really like our humor dry, but you know, we can, we like our humor silly as well. And if and if more people on the Escapist who are contracting us to make it uh, like like their humor silly, then you know we'll we'll happily oblige. That's what we're experimenting with. By the way, uh, I did just download and watch the first episode of the the Onion News Network's show on the Independent Film so, Channel. So good. And if you like dry news, yeah. that was like. I, I it, it it almost made me thirsty. It was so dry. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would call it that dry. I mean, well, no, just like oh, well, like it's 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 ridiculous and outlandish. But they play it. But they play it very straight. Oh, so straight. I love it. It's so, oh no, it was great. It's really really well done. Uh, but uh, yes, I highly recommend checking checking out not only the Any News Network and the Onion Sports Zone. I haven't I haven't sports seen dome. I haven't seen the Sports Just, Dome yet. Weird, weirdly, the Onion has two shows on two different stations starting yeah, the same month. Starting yeah. the same month, but the sports one not as good. But uh, it yeah, was, the sports it one is still pretty funny. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I, I don't even watch sports night. Have you I, seen No One or the first episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you like us, like your humor dry, yeah, then you will like the Onion. News so, Network. but yeah, it's uh, we we had a lot of fun doing the uh, the newsroom and. Uh, it was, uh, you know, fun to... More of a casual chat. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Spanish casual chat. So, yeah, we'll uh, be doing another one of those and see, Spanish, see, you might see how they go. So, uh, let's do some questions. I said on uh, on Twitter that questions pertaining to the last two videos will be given uh, priority. Well, I should have said that. So, uh, well, I, I, I just put out a call for questions and I got a bunch of... Who would win in a fight? So I said, okay. <laughs> oh, I got 40 questions. I want nuts to yeah. questions. Okay. Jesus. There's a lot of questions asking, is it possible that the Loading Ready Run CD-ROM game will ever be a real game? Uh, Maybe, but not couple, from us. Yeah, not yeah, from us. A couple people it. on the forums have been yeah, super Fugie stoked Man. about it. Uh, yeah, Man, who's like a Loading Ready Run game meme generator. Because he's already... he made a game generator? I, yeah, I guess. He's made uh, Click Quest, mm. and he's hosting the Lurecraft server, which is currently at... LRRcraft.dis.org.nz. Which one's that? NZ. 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 Isn't so there's two, isn't there? No, that's the loading ready run one. Not these two. Well, there. No, but I thought there was two because isn't there a creative well, there, and a survival server? Yeah, I think now? the survival server blew up or something. Oh, did it? It didn't survive. Well, there was one at lurecraft.clickquest.net. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but then there was one at like MC. I don't know what's going on. Oh, right, MC.clickquest.net. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, point being, he's expressing interest. Yeah. Uh, so. If we'll you see. know how to make games, maybe talk to Foogie Man. Yeah. And you guys, yeah, actually, feel I, cause, free. Yeah, because we're not going to make it. It would translate into a, like a flash game or something pretty easily. I mean, it wouldn't be a very good game. Kathleen Scott Wright would like to know if you've ever used Go Huff a Dong since the podcast had started. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes! <laughs> I made a a series of limited edition Dong Huffer stickers. Which were uh, uh, disseminated to uh, people 
for various reasons. Uh, friends, family, uh, dong huffing aficionados. Have you have you used it in conversation with people outside the sort of? When haven't I used the groups? phrase "go huff a dong"? No, no, but like in conversation with people who weren't around for when you came up with it. Oh yeah, no, initial. I've used it at work. Really? Nice. nice. Yeah, like jokingly with my coworkers who are actually very fun, relaxed people who think the phrase go huff a dong is hilarious. This isn't... This uh, sorry, before you move on, uh, just relating back to the mention of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future early oh, yeah. on, yeah, yeah, did you know yeah. that J. Michael Straczynski wrote the yep. last episode of that series? He wrote a lot of it. Really? Yeah, he he was he was instrumental in, on the creative team for that whole yeah. show. It was actually yeah. it was isn't actually that, a that prequel weird? to Babylon Five. <laughs> so. Spiritual, spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just reading through the. This uh, also isn't related to a video, but uh, Arrow Commander asks, "Dear Doctor Kathleen, uh, War Garble." <laughs> uh, See, there you uh, go. You heard question. me. I, I actually snickered. Uh, it still works, people. Mac Wright would like to know if we have any opinions on Catwoman and Bane being the new villains in The Dark Knight Rises. I like uh, Anne Hathaway I'm as so, an actress. I think she's quite Selena, talented. Kyle, and Bane. Thank you. They haven't actually named her Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, that's actually... Matt, Matt actually raises a valid point, because in the, in the comic that Batman begins was based on Batman yeah. Year One. Selena Kyle shows up, but yeah. not as Catwoman. Huh. So uh, I, I would be really surprised if she doesn't isn't Catwoman. Yeah. Well, then, obviously she. The might. thing is, she might not be in 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 this movie. They might set her up. I don't know. No, I don't this know. is, I this think is she's Bale's be last Batman. Yeah, he's oh, only really? doing yes. one more. He's, oh. he's only doing really? this one. He's finishing up with well, Bane. Maybe I, I, that's that's the part that surpri- it, it makes sense to finish with Bane. Uh, yeah, okay. that's, that's the, the part that surprised me too. Was like really Bane because he was a pretty recent addition to the whole. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna touch on Movie Bob's article or, or Movie Bob's article on on this exact subject, which is one good chance Anne Hathaway will end up playing Selena Kyle. Cat burglar who owns a bunch of cats. Right. And sort of like Two Face was Harvey Dent having been burned horribly and never actually named Two Face. Um, and oh yeah. Then then you there was this comment: the, if the, if they the, want to end this series with Bane oh, yeah. breaking Batman's back and putting him out of action, that that was what I was saying makes it yeah. Just, thereby ending the franchise with the gritty realization that essentially this is a futile endeavor. In Movie Bob's words, that pretty much gives Nolan the biggest, brassiest balls of any no ever take See, on a comic book movie my, project. My problem with it, though, is that both of those people, like Catwoman, like I almost want them to just skip the bullshit and have Catwoman be on like the good side because we all know that sort of yeah. happens over the course of yeah. whatever movie she's in. I and secondly. Every time Bane shows up in a comic book, a movie, a cartoon, the way you defeat him is you jump on his back and pull the tubes out of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and goes crazy and gets bit. Like, he's a boring... We movie. don't know that they're gonna go that far with the development of the Bane character in the movie. Like, I guess. It, like the if movies it's Bane, are so grounded in reality that... He could just be a really muscly dude. Well, a, a dude who's popped up on some kind of experimental steroid, but not, like, pipes... Like yeah, I don't think times. it would be. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think Selena Kyle is going to be the film's love interest. Well, yeah, for the duration of the film. Durr. And yeah. like, whether or not she ever actually becomes Catwoman versus just being a you know, Selena Kyle owning cats and also being a cat burglar, while well, so being both villain and love interest at the same time, I can see them going that route. Um, 
Why was Teledildonics not represented at CEX? <laughs> it probably <laughs> was somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, not, well, yeah, CEX probably, yeah, it probably was. We just didn't cover it. Um, it would have been like crappy knockoff Teledildonics. <laughs> dear, dear Kathleen, I just rinsed dye out of my hair and my shower looks like murder. Help. <laughs> Um, Vim is very effective. Yeah, uh, uh, not a lot of actual yeah. uh, what, video what, questions. What, so I, I, got, I got a great one. Okay, Could you subsist on, on an all maple sausage diet? No. Scurvy. Yeah. You would get scurvy. <laughs> Delicious scurvy. Also, what, if, what if the, uh, also what if the like massive were supplemented, so with, uh, supplemented with vitamin C? Then yeah. you would have probably okay. And you would have some it. other kind of vitamin deficiency. <laughs> you would have a lot of other vitamin deficiencies. I, yeah. Also, Let's you say would you're probably allowed to take a multivitamin every day. You would I, probably not be able to poop very well if all you, all you ate was meat. I'm only medium maple on maple meat. sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so am I actually. Um, I, quite like, I quite like maple sausage. The God of Pants asks, "What's been your favorite spoiled card for Besieged so far?" Ooh, um, the, new, the new magic. White Sun Zenith. Green Sun Zenith. Go for the throat. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good card. It's, it's kind of boring, but it's going to be more exciting card. Great Titan called. He's pissed. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just like in terms of okay, maybe not the most exciting card because there's like there's Great a lot Titan of stuff that I'm card. in terms of uh, flavor. Shimmer mirror. I like the shimmer mirror. The, yeah, in terms of flavor, I really like the decimating web. The decimator web. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, that, that card. Insane. Okay. So just, I'm, just, it's just fun. I was thinking about that last night. Yeah, fun is not an adjective I would apply to that. That is one of the only ways that and the rat are the only ways to get uh, poison counters on your opponent without attacking. Yeah. Which leads to fun with proliferate involving, like, basically setting up blockers and putting one poison counter on them and killing yeah. them. Well, the thing um, about the Decimator Web is, like, the Decimator Web is not going to do anything by itself because what it's doing is, is doing a tenth of the work for three different kill conditions. But I can see control decks using that, like, in a big way. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, already they're using... Uh, yeah. Dark Slick Shore, or not Dark Slick Shore, um, uh, Creeping Tar Pit and Celestial Colonnade to do a lot of their work. So, mm-hmm. um, Green Sun Zenith s- seems really, really powerful. Uh, yes. Like, I because yeah, Valakut didn't need a, like, a one mana tutor to... for a creature. Yeah, like, exactly. And as Alex puts out, Valakut didn't have enough ways to get Primeval Titans into play. So yeah, that, yeah. that concerns uh, me. Yeah, I, uh, I joke that White Sun Zenith is the best because it lets you put out cats. Goblin War Driver is but sweet. I'm, I'm, I, a, I'm I, a fan I, of War Driver. Is, and signal actually, pass, like, is, there, is there actually photo evidence of that card? Because that, that no yeah. of, of the well, White Sun Zenith. It seems kind of expensive for what you get. To be honest, I, with. I, it seems kind of different from the other Zeniths. There's no cat tokens that have been that have shown up in the tokens that they've spoiled. There are thirty so, yeah. cat tokens in in scars, but they like I'm. There's I'm, no images. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit dubious of that one until we actually see it. I'm sure. But, I'm sure it's legit. Well, where does um. There is no source. Yeah, there's no Let's source listed. The confirmation discussion. I like the couriers. They're neat. Just, just flavor-wise, the yeah. couriers are cool. And, I, and again, flavor-wise, I find the the white Phyrexian stuff quite interesting. It's weird. Yeah, the um, kind of uh, cool what's uh, Phyrexian Rebirth? It's a wrath that you get a really buff creature out of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it doesn't seem super amazing yeah. because of the, all the control decks are using Jace the Mind Sculptor. So it's like I wrath the board; they don't have any creatures anyway. I put my big dude out, and then Jace bounces him back to your hand and kills him. Right. So, like, until until Jace rotates out, it's but not amazing. We don't play with anyone Speaking who plays of stuff Jace. That hoses so Jace. Friday Night Magic, though. Yeah. I, uh, the yeah, I'm, I'm talking about. I don't. I don't rank my. Hands. I don't rank what cards I'm enjoying out of the spoils by what's going to do well oh, at F and M. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, as no, I was just going to yeah, say, Phyrexian Revoker. Revoker seems amazing. Yeah, they put Pithing Needle on a stick. 
Yeah. Which makes it easier to kill, mind you. Yeah, but... but which, now, I know I know why he was doing it, like, for playtest purposes, but I thought it was so weird that, that you were playing against the game, you were playing a game against someone who was proxying cards that haven't even been released yet. Like, it makes total sense to, you know, like, get a feel for what's coming out, but I was like, really? But they, they aren't even out yet. Yeah. So, oh, well, you want to give it a shot. But you're ruining the fun. No, he's not. You gotta, you gotta wait for them. Nah. If you're proxying up a deck anyway, oh, I know. it doesn't make much of a difference. It's, it's, it's like, well, I'll be getting that Christmas present in a month anyway, so I might as well just uh, open it now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that Ink Moth Nexus may single-handedly make Infect viable. That's That was my comment Yikes. as well. I think yeah, I think, uh, well, I think we were all discussing yesterday that Infect, because I think the best Infect decks right now are running like you know they're green splashing black because I think the best infect creatures are black. I think many other people would agree with me, but I think you're going to see them go black or maybe black with a splash of green for the surprise. I think black artifact aspect. might actually. I, well, it's going to be artifact. I, mean, I would classify that as straight black. I think it'll be straight black, um, and yeah. I think so because like the Vat Mother and the Phyrexian Crusader are so powerful, um, and they're both two black. So you want to have those two black mana online really yeah. early, hence. Probably mono black, um, and also Plague Stinger, which was disputedly the best uh, oh, poison creature, is also in black. So, uh, next. so we have a lot of opinions about magic cards. Vanilla Jester asks, "Have we seen that Fugi Man said he's working on a loading ready run game, and would we provide the voice acting?" I did see that, and I said that I'd give him the voice track from the from the video without the without the music if he's interested. So. And if he needs other stuff, he can certainly talk to us, and we'll figure out what uh, what he's doing when. Uh, uh, James, got any good ones? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay. Yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of weird stuff. Thomas Evans would like to know if you could be any STD, what would you be? Mm. Uh, I, I know what I would be. What are the really contagious I, no, Why be, do you have an answer for that? Because I would be gonorrhea, because the test for that is you have to get a, uh, like a, like a barb, like no, not barb, not, 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 no, 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 put up no. your, like, your pee hole. Why? And that's really unpleasant. Because I'm an STD, and my goal in life is to make people's lives unpleasant. Also, gonorrhea makes you pee green goo. Yeah, that's she's awesome. got a point. That is not awesome at all. That's well, one of the awesome worst things I've ever heard think, you say, one of, one of the ones that's not like super dangerous, but just really virulent. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so it's like yeah. you're everywhere. So yeah, gonorrhea isn't going to kill you. It's not going to like disfigure you the same way syphilis is. It's just really <laughs> inconvenient and like uh, hard to get rid of. So I think that's the perfect STD. Someone asks, was going to be any of them. Someone asks, why do people say that PC gaming is dead? Oh and, God! Well, no, it's I, I find I find that interesting, and I think that it's it's actually the people who are saying that like I don't believe it's that PC gaming is dead or that there's less games uh, coming out for PC. It's just that PC games are no longer the like top tier. Everyone must bow at their feet. Think it's just. There are there like are games you can get for PC and there are games you can gaming is changing. Yeah, you, yeah like, I think but I, it's just there's games for consoles and there's games for PC. And I don't, I don't think it's is, like everything is coming together. At this but point. there's yeah. there's no question that the consoles are now the lead S, the lead skew, whereas PCs used to be for that kind yeah. of game. But yeah, if, like, exactly. But if you if you talk to people about stuff like you know Farmville, for example, or that World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Starcraft. I mean, like some of the most popular games that are out right now are on those. Or, or, like, any shooter. Yeah. Um, any RTS is going to be on PC. Uh, any shooter is going to be, like, evenly on both, possibly more so on PC, depending. You know, and it's... It, the, there are a lot of consoles. I don't... I think the... I think the people who actually... Like, it's it's not even on a decline. It's just changing. But I think that the people who, who say PC gaming is dead are just... 
they're they're noticing that that uh, developers and publishers are no longer treating PC gamers as the sort of master class. I mean, it's that it's, possibly the, and, and, the, 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 that possibly is how they're used to being and treated. And for the types of games that those people are talking about, it's entirely possible that PC game, gaming is on the decline. But yeah. it's not all games. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing too because I mean, the originally you had like the PC, PCs were functional devices, but of course, computer nerds just made games for them in the first place because they they were powerful things that could be used to play games on. So why not, right? right? But uh, then it's like, oh, you can play games on your TV by attaching this box to it. So now TVs, then TVs could play games, and maybe that's a better experience, maybe it's not, who knows. But now your phone can play games, and now, you know, like, any device that you have can play games. Uh, your television itself, without a box, can play games. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, things are changing, but basically anything that you can put games on will have games on it in yeah, very, yeah. very I mean, there's, there's, so, It's like, almost like people like to play games. Well, but I mean, Graham, like, Apple keeps yeah. talking about how I think uh, the real answer is just people like saying that they're better than someone else. Yeah, they do that. That's they, not they a do new like that. Yeah. I know. It's just like, oh, I own an Xbox, therefore PC gaming is dead. <laughs> and it's just like, no, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I do not know that. I, 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 that most part I don't. I don't. I don't think it's the console people who are saying PC that. Gaming is dead. Yeah, yeah. Who, who I think agree. It? PC, PC gamers, PC gamers who, who you were out of the room. I think it's I think oh. it's PC gamers who are suddenly finding that they're not being treated like the master class anymore. But it, it, it was the PC gamers who walk into EB and there's 20 games on the shelf, whereas yeah. everything everywhere else it's like you know hundreds. Yeah, because yeah. you can buy them over. And I don't buy think them online. Or PC gamers. I think it's the people who are more casual that are saying that. Like the people who want to walk in. I just think people are unnecessarily fatalistic about video games. Yeah. I think that's fair. What? Wait, you're saying that people get worked up for no good reason over video games? Where are the Minecraft updates? Someone had a question here that I no, wish... No, so lazy! I, I, wish, I wish I had numbers for, which was how many people do you think clicked on the shirt? Uh, using purely uh, circumstantial evidence of people who talk about it in the, uh, in the I'm going to say 80%. A lot, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Which is highly amusing to us. Yes. We don't any, think any less of Any other questions though. of any kind, James? No? I mean, I have a lot, but they're all very, very, very silly. Well, we can ask some silly questions. Okay, James and I are each going to ask one silly question, and then we'll, and then we'll, be, and then we'll be done. All right. Uh, let me find a really silly one here. Da-da-da-da. I think the maple sausage was probably my silly. Okay, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if Alex could throw them into the woods from five miles away? What they would probably I, you know, know woodchuck stop chucking that wood. I don't see how that would increase the woodchuck's chucking ability. I think that would or actually, decrease the woodchuck's. Chucking. I don't know. I, I guess he's getting him some momentum. Chuck near a lot of wood. I would say it would significantly decrease their amount because the impact from a five-mile uh, throw. throw would probably yeah. kill the woodchuck. Unless yeah, I think like you're right. Boring. Like, are, are we saying, how am I putting a woodchuck five miles downrange? Well, it's saying, it's saying, if, it's saying well, if you could do this. Right? It's a hypothetical situation. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. There's a one. lot of variables um, to answer for that question. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck <laughs> if a woodchuck could chuck Norris? Ooh, <laughs> a lot. A lot of All of it. If it could chuck Norris, yeah, I mean, then in this, uh, it's pretty much... In this obviously ridiculous I kind of hope that's the same person. In this obviously ridiculous situation that Who would never happen in the real world, um, if a woodchuck was chucking Chuck Norris, that was that would obviously be an incredibly strong woodchuck. Well, no, he's not. Meg's he's not hearty? chucking Chuck no, Norris. No. He's just Chuck it's Norrising, funny. right? And I, I think if a woodchuck was Chuck Norrising, it could chuck all the wood. Well, I'm glad that we were able to answer 
multiple wood chucking questions. <laughs> you guys suck at asking questions, by the way. We'll put the thread up next time. Yes. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys next week with uh, those games we played. Bye. Bye. Yes.